Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Good morning, good morning, high achieving preneurs. Happy, fantastic Friday. Welcome to the call. I am so excited. This has been an exciting week, and I I can't tell you how much this has been uh, instrumental for me and enlightening for me to learn all the stuff that you know that I've learned in terms of researching the scriptures and and learning more and diving in so that I could be equipped to share with you all. And so we started the week with the topic of sufficiency of scripture, and we use Second Timothy. 3, 16, and 17 as our foundational scripture, where Paul said, all scripture is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work, meaning that the Bible is sufficient in itself. It tells us everything we must know in order to believe, in order to be saved, and what we must do in order to please God. And even though it doesn't speak exhaustively on every subject, in other words, you won't find verses on whether you should be a Democrat, a Republican, a left wing, or a right side. The scriptures equips us for every good work because it gives us sufficient guidance for us to live lives pleasing to the Lord in every way. Now, that does not mean that we rule out wisdom the wisdom of consulting other believers, commentaries, or the way a particular verse has been interpreted historically, these can all be very, very helpful as we read the Bible. And these resources can, can again, be helpful. However, they are not the infallible interpreters of Scripture. Only Scripture interprets itself, and only Scripture can interpret itself infallibly. Then we covered the sufficiency of grace. Our scripture references are 2 Corinthians 9 and 8, and it says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. And then 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Using 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 8 as a backdrop, Paul tells us in this scenario of a man who was caught up to the third heaven and witnesses some incredible, unimaginable, indescribable things. And because of the magnitude of the revelation he was given, he was also given a thorn in his flesh that would keep him from exalting himself. And in this context, it is believed that Paul was actually talking about himself. Now, there's no explanation of whether this was a physical or emotional or something connected to some temptation, only that he was stricken and it caused him to cry out repeatedly for relief to God. What was clear was that the purpose of the thorn and it, it, it helped to ensure his humility 
because Paul begged God to remove this thorn, and God said no. He begged him like three times, and God's response was, my grace is sufficient for my power is made perfect in weakness. Then we followed up with the topic of solutions versus sufficiency, where we discovered that the word solution is the act of solving or a state of being solved, the disentanglement of any intricate problem or difficult, uh, difficult question, whereas sufficiency is the state of being competent or complete or adequate to the end proposed. So in Second uh, Corinthians 12, 1 through 7 that we were just talking about, Whatever the affliction, whatever that affliction was that caused Paul difficulty, he felt it hindered him from serving the Lord effectively. And Paul believed that the solution to the problem was to have the thorn removed. He wanted a disentanglement from this thorn. That's why he asked the Lord repeatedly to take it away from him. And again, God spoke to him, but he gave him a word. He spoke to him and gave him a word. God spoke, and that was the solution that God determined was necessary for him, which was the ability or the strength and the grace to endure it, the thorn. And we concluded that, as Tony Evans says, sometimes God gives us a word and not the solution to the problem, that the answer may be in what he speaks even when nothing changes. And then lastly, we talked about sheep and shepherds. We opened with our foundational scripture, John 10 and 27, where Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. We discovered that throughout the scripture, there are many references to sheep, that it, it, it is there to help us better understand ourselves in relation to the good shepherd, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 10, 11 through 15, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. I lay down my life. For the sheep. And we see that the sheep are also used symbolically to represent God's people in Matthew 25 and 32. It says, and before him all shall be gathered, all nations, and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And then we messed around and found ourselves hashtag living the life of a sheep as we looked at the analogy of the sheep and God's people, that the Bible refers to Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God in John 1 and 29, which says, the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And that Jesus describes his relationship with us in John 10 and 14, he says, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. So I really hope that this week's 
um, series or whatever you want to call it has encouraged you. I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. That is always our prayer. And as Coach Darcy said, always remember to go to wisdominspired.net where you can find the links to the other platforms, listen to previous episodes, subscribe, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to know more about our virtual co-working and collaborating community and how you can be a part of it, benefit from the resources and transformational coaching, send us an email to hello at aaccoworking.com. With that said, meet us back on the line next time, same time, same place, same station, with more wisdom inspired. Have a wildly productive day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.